Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back, geek freaks. How is everybody? Nice shades, Mr. TC. I am in disguise today, Toy Story. (laughs) Uh, I am TC. Joined with me, as always, is JJ. What up, guys? How are you? And Toy Story. What is up, everyone? We have a fun episode today. A little bit of a last-minute curveball, but an idea we kind of worked on a few weeks ago. We're going to do something called Pop Culture Generations, and we'll explain a little bit more about what that means in a few minutes, but as always, Toy Story is going to take it away with the Geek Bee. Yes, I will. A lot of good stuff this week. So I think one of the biggest things of the last couple of weeks is that Jamie Foxx has said that he's going to be returning to play Electro in the next Spider-Man movie. And most importantly, he will not be blue. I didn't see that part. It was confirmed he's not going to be he, blue? He said, he said he wasn't going to be blue from what I read. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm confused now. Is this going to be... In a- is this a totally new character for him in this, or is this... it's probably just similar to the J. Jonah Jameson thing? You know, with um, what's his face coming back for that, J.K. Simmons. So they're not saying essentially this is um, an alternate Earth character. He's just also happens to exist in this universe. Yeah, I, th- I think for the sake of this, they're just kind of ignoring the other stuff, or unless they do a multiverse thing, which has also what? been talked about. Yeah, I have a feeling that that's going to wind up happening. Like with Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming back. I wonder why they brought him back to play that part. Like what's so significant about him playing that part? Yeah, I didn't necessarily think he was bad. I just didn't like the look. But I, no, I mean, no, it's not it like he was super iconic as him. I mean, it, it was like a 50-50 decent movie. If they would have just focused on him, the problem is he's not a popular enough comic book character. Yeah, and I think that's why they threw a big name like Jamie Foxx at that character at the time. And, and then I felt like they're like, oh, well, we need to throw the Goblin in there, too. And then yeah. it was just like... The first one was so much better, I think. Yeah, no. I, I, I thought I, that was a genuinely good movie. I I liked... I kind of liked both of them, except for like that second half of like the Spider-Man, uh, the Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, I, th- like I, I mean, I've said it a lot of times. I think he's been the best Spider-Man. He just didn't do a good Peter Parker. He was he didn't, you know, get Peter Parker across mm-hmm. me. But that's not what we're talking about. He's really tall too. Yeah, I don't care. But <laughs> it, actually, it's he's probably about the right height. The other two have been way like short, super short. Yeah. yeah, even Tobey Maguire, who was like thirty when he played him, is really short. Yeah, he. I think he's probably supposed to be like a six foot character, a six foot one. Yeah. Not like, Whatever that other kid is, was is he five five? Tom Holland. Yeah, I know. Like okay. Consider my pa- pocket. <laughs> so speaking of Tom Holland in this movie, I don't know if how true this is, but I just saw today that apparently filming is supposed to start for that movie in New York City next week. Hmm. Yeah, which would be this week when this episode comes out. Wow. So who knows if that's actually going to happen because things change every day with Corona, or if that was just a wrong rumor. But I thought I saw story, like, a teaser today. I don't know if that was like fake, but like somebody like like showed like a ten second teaser, really of him and like like another a scene that I haven't seen like the vulture in before, but it could be fake. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm excited. I really I, I don't know if I, he's the best, but I lo- I really like Tom Holland's uh, version of Spidey. So. I don't think he's bad. No, I I like I mean I like him better than McGuire. I don't really 
care for like Maguire's work. I mean, at the time it was awesome because because it was a Spider-Man movie, but and it was like the first, one of the first big Marvel movies. Yeah, but there was nothing like really memorable about his performance mm -hmm. as Peter Parker or um, Spider-Man. Yeah. All right, that's it for that. <laughs> All right, next up, more in the Marvel world. They have found their Miss Marvel for the TV show in newcomer actress Iman Vellani. Apologies if I pronounced that incorrectly. I think that's pretty good. Maybe Iman? Iman, Iman uh, Vellani. It's close It's close enough. We haven't yeah. heard a, an official pronunciation out yeah. loud. I'm excited to see that. I love the Kamala Khan stories. So she's also been confirmed to be in the movies as well. Kevin yeah. Feige said that she will be making uh, MCU appearances. Excellent. I mean, MCU is, you know, Disney Plus is MCU, but she will Her be movies. in like feature films. Yeah. She looks, right. my only problem is she looks kind of young. Like, I heard she's 18, but she looks like she's like 12. Really? <laughs> Damn. Um, so I guess, but maybe by the time, you know, all this stuff clears up and she starts shooting, she will be 18 mm -hmm. <laughs> or look like she is. <laughs> Cool. But on that note of delays, I guess there's uh, there's been more stuff, right? More movie delays, of course. I think we're just going to be expecting these up until this is, the thing is over. So the most geek-significant delays being the Batman, Shazam 2, Flash, Black Adam, essentially all DC movies, Dune, and No Time to Die, which were two big blockbusters that were supposed to come out this fall. So Black Adam, from at least what I heard, doesn't even have a date. They haven't um, Did it before? rescheduled it. I think they had one. And now they took the date off completely. I think the other ones have just been pushed to 2021 or 2022 in general. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they, I think they said that there's no timeline for mm -hmm. Black Adam yet. Yeah, it sucks, but there's no way they're going to release these movies digitally. Oh. They're, they're two big money makers. Yeah, I mean, I think they'd rather keep them in the can for even two years if they need to, and then make a billion dollars. <laughs> Which sucks. I was so excited to see Doom, but. Not that I was going to go see it, probably. But. We'll see. You never know what happens. Yeah. It's, cra it's crazy. So I think more with this is that Regal is going to close like all of their locations, right? Yeah. I think they're going on furlough. Because yeah. um, they were expecting Bond to give them a lot of like enough to get through this thing. But now that Bond's delayed, they have nothing. So it's funny. So on the opposite end, I heard that AMC is like, pledging that they're going to stay open. And even weirder is that the Matrix 4, which I think was originally slated for 2021, has upped their release date to December now. Are they not expecting it to make enough money anyway? I Or maybe they're like, hey, everybody else is like jumping ship. Maybe if things shape up in December, you know, we'll just jump in that time slot and, you know, whatever theaters are open, you know, we'll, we'll cash in on the money. I mean, you know from a, a greedy perspective too that's probably what amc is doing they're probably like well our main competitor is regal so yeah now, you know we're saturating the market even if it's a smaller market you know people still have to go further away to get to a theater yeah if they, wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, you want, wouldn't you want to push a movie out just for oscar nominations i mean if you're really the only movie out there you're gonna sweep everything <laughs> I, I still don't think they would ever uh, do like a superhero or popular like popular movies never get Oscar nominations anyway it's going to be stuff that's I can see like more stuff getting made in like garages that win uh, Academy Awards before they give it to like a big budget movie mm -hmm. those aren't art according to unless like Martin Scorsese or, or Steven Spielberg make it then it's art but yeah it's not art <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Mr. TC, do you want to talk about your favorite show? Yes, very excited about this. Uh, in streaming news, Cobra Kai 3 has officially announced the release date for season three on January 8th. And on top of that, they've confirmed that season four is coming. Now, from what I'm hearing, the creators say that they already have enough content to bring them possibly through six seasons, if not more. So mm -hmm. I think this is going to be something that's going to stick around for a while. Um, for those of you who are fans of it, there's already been a tease. I believe this is for season three from the Karate Kid 2 Chosen is supposed to be making an appearance uh, to some degree. I don't know. It seems like he might be like um, Ralph Macchio's character, maybe going back to like Okinawa or something. Um, I don't know the exact details. Nothing yet on um, the girl, though. What the heck's her name? I can't remember right now. Uh, the blonde uh, from the first one. Yeah. Um, she was just. She's on the boys. Yeah. Started. I can't. It's remember. gonna come to me and like after we're done talking about this. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I think she's gonna wind up showing up. If anything, she may, may be in like the last episode or something like that. But. Um, We'll see what happens. I gotta watch that show at some point. You should. It's really good. I, I mean, know. you should probably watch the Karate Kid movies first. I've, I've seen the first one. All right. Yeah. Maybe watch the second one, too. The third <laughs> one is not completely necessary unless they add more people from the third movie, which I've also heard is a rumor. Mm -hmm. Nice. You you mean the first one, like the first one Ralph Macchio's in, right? Not like the one with Will Smith's son? Correct. Yes, yeah. I did not watch yeah. that one. <laughs> That was right. with uh, with Jackie Chan too, right? Yeah, and that it was wasn't Elizabeth. a bad movie, honestly. It was just and that was Elizabeth Shue. Yes, that's it, Elizabeth Shue. I have a feeling she's going to be in this, but is she hope I no hope she is. Why wouldn't she be? She's the only one missing. I know. All right, what else have we got up here? Uh, we got Spawn news. So Spawn Image Comics Spawn three eleven. Um, one of the covers, which is a tribute to Chadwick Bo Bo Chadwick Boseman. Has surpassed 150,000 pre-orders, which is yeah. crazy. Especially crazy. So this book will be worth nothing. <laughs> yes, probably, um, but it'll be worth a lot to Image. Um, so it's it's hard to be, and I know, I think we're all probably slightly a little cynical on this. I mean, when I first saw that, I was like, this is awesome. I was like, you know, Todd McFarlane's like a class act guy. The fact that you know he's from a competitor. You know, that he decided, like, I'm going to go out. We're going to do this tribute. And it's kind of like he's, like, wearing Spawn armor, but it's, like, half Spawn, half um, Black Panther armor. And he's doing, like, you know, the Wakanda Forever thing. I think it was a nice gesture on his part. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It's, you know, for those of you who are watching via video. It was, uh, it was a nice gesture, and I and I really respected him for that. I mean, but, you know, at the same point, I guess everyone else felt strongly about it, too. That's why there's 150,000 orders. Yeah, for real. And what it's I was cool, doing is you don't very often see six-digit um, orders on an ongoing series, maybe for, like, a number one or something like that. Yeah, no, nothing. Or over 100,000 for, you know, a series in the 300s is very rare. So but good for them, and you know, I think it was a nice gesture. Cool. All right. Wow. Excuse on. me. I'm tired. Should we talk about? Should we talk about? <laughs> is the shades a little dark? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's blinding me. 
<laughs> All right, should we talk about PayPal a little bit? This isn't really new. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think it goes to the community. I mean, so I think a lot of people I, have been talking about it. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, I've been seeing a lot of people on Instagram and, and like the Facebook groups, the buy, sell, trade groups, complaining about PayPal freezing their accounts without notice. The freezing first person I saw tonight. was that Gem Mint guy, yeah. Gem Mint Collectibles. Like, I don't yeah. know what his story is. But, you know, I think what it is is PayPal's probably catching up to this stuff because I'm sure there's a lot of people doing a lot of business during, you know, quarantine and not, you know, doing normal stuff, not a lot of cash transactions. Yeah, guaranteed. So, you know, they've they've got to be seeing, you know, how much money they're losing, you know, because whatever it is, 3% on these probably millions, if not billions of dollars passing through their, you know, app without getting a piece of it is probably frustrating. I'd love to see that graph like before the pandemic and then once it started, because I imagine that thing just went right up. Yeah. And it's got to be like publicly available information, at least if not this year, probably by the end of the year, because they have to like report that information, I think. Yeah, probably for their investors and stuff at least. But I mean, people are pushing to use other platforms like Zelle and stuff and QuickPay. Yeah. yeah, even our friends at Elite Comics, you know, they're you know encouraging people not not making it mandatory, but say, hey, you know, if you can, you know, use this. I think at this point, like if you're making a lot of transactions, you're just gonna have to use um, goods and services. Yeah, even if it's like someone you know, which stinks because it's like you know it's a trusted transaction, so you know you should yeah. do it in you know friends and family three percent and not 13 percent like you did still yeah i know it's still yeah it's not that big of a hit yeah but um uh so a little uh personal news for li comic guys uh off off the uh normal topic but i i am representing us as part of the elite comics 11 fantasy football league Yes, you are. And uh, I see DMs all the time. <laughs> our LI Comic Guy team is currently in first place and the only remaining undefeated team. That's crazy. Wow. Now, it's still early because it's only been four games, so we're 4-0. Luckily, all that uh, COVID uh, stuff that happened with the New England Patriots didn't affect my two really good players <laughs> on, uh, on Kansas City. So uh, that was a good thing. And um, I guess before we move into our main topic, I just want to remind everybody to vote for your favorite podcast uh, on Long Island and everywhere, probably. Don't feed the geeks, mainly us. Uh, On uh, Best of LI, Uh, we have the uh, links in all our, um, what is it, our our profiles on Instagram. Social media tags. I think we have them in uh, Facebook too, right? And it will be on the comment section of this uh, when you watch this or listen to this. Absolutely. So you can vote once a day, every day. So we appreciate if you vote as often as you can. Uh, because not to toot our own horns and not to say anyone else isn't good, uh, but we are the best on Long Island for oh, sure. Oh, yes, we are. So uh, <laughs> uh, we appreciate your votes, guys, and um, we look forward to seeing what happens. Cool. All right. With uh, that being said, though, do you gentlemen want to move on to our main topic? Sure. Do you care to explain what we're doing? Really yes. Funny. So this kind of came to me the other day, and I was like, Seeing, seeing that we're all about roughly 10 years apart in age, more or less in some uh, areas, I thought it would be pretty cool to do like an uh, episode highlighting like the pop culture from like our childhoods since they were like pretty different since there's like a decade in between us. Yeah. So, like, um, it's crazy. 
we put together a couple of different like pop culture categories and you know we figured we'd go through them and just kind of like have like a casual conversation about what was popular when each one of us was young i mean we know uh, a big thing for jj was you know the lincoln assassination when he was a kid so <laughs> 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 but the radio came out shortly after that too, right? Or the telegraph? Yeah. It was the telegraph. Sorry. And I actually got to meet you know Wilbur and you know the Wright brothers, and they were they were the, my original you know instructors for. for instructors. Oh wow! They learned from the best. Yeah. <laughs> nice, awesome. All right, so I think we're going to kick it off with probably the first thing that we all uh, were introduced to as kids, which is cartoons. Oh, hell yeah. So the, the problem with each of these categories that I had is they could be a show in themselves. Because I, I can, understand that. I and they totally, could. That. they totally could. I agree. And we probably could have that. Do that. <laughs> I mean, I could do a whole episode just on the 80s. I could do like a series on the 80s. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right. But who wants to kick it off here? Uh, why don't you, Mr. TC? With your, oh, uh, with, with our, I think maybe we should do it in order. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, it only youngest makes sense. To, young, youngest to oldest. I think oldest to youngest. Oldest okay. to youngest. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so 70s, 80s, 90s. Right. Do it. Yeah. So that right. that would that would mean it would start with me, seeing that uh, I was born in 1971. It's crazy. Um, so oh, you know, 19. I'm sorry. 19. 19. Yeah, 94 when I was born. Got to change that <laughs> into a nine. Jesus. Did you hear me? No, I didn't hear you. You were 24 when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. So you know, this is a kind of tough one because you know, you know, in the in the in the in the 70s, there you know that we had cartoons. You know, I remember watching you know your your you know your your Flint Flintstone and. Um, you know, Tom and Jerry was huge, and you know you had your 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 Disney cartoons, but you know what what was what was different about them was you know outside of that your Saturday your Saturday morning cartoons is you had these live action shows like you know H uh, uh, R Puff and stuff was one, which you know was like a big giant guy in a it was like a Barney suit or Sigmund <laughs> and the Sea Monsters or you know. Uh, a popular one back then too was, you know, Land of the Lost. Who was, I think, that was even early seventies. You know, and they, they, it was more of a live action type of shows you saw during the cartoons. I think I started watching more cartoons in the, really the early eighties. You know, one of my favorites, and it's weird because I, you know, I started reminiscing about some of these cartoons I used to watch and I loved. And a lot of people don't like these cartoons, but and I'm not sure TC, you probably see these, but the Littles. I used to love watching the Littles. Hmm. Do you remember? The I, it sounds familiar. I have to look it up. You know, um, you know and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring. Oh something. my god! I like vaguely remember this. You know, it's it's very strange. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring up some pictures. Here. Oh yeah, I did. I do remember that. I never got into those guys. I think you know, I read books on these things. It's it's a little strange. Um, oh yeah! Oh my god! This is crazy. <laughs> so, oh, where's my screen? Did I, did I come up? Yeah, you're up. Oh, it didn't come up. We're going to get this figured out, these images. It's not coming up. All right. Well, it's all right. Hold on a sec. I'm going to stop sharing that. We're going to try that again because that was stupid. <laughs> um, does that work? No, nope, yeah, that's, that's a little too small. 
So the littles, I mean, it was a stupid. It's little. little. It's, it's fitting because they're the littles. Yeah. It's the littles. <laughs> now, uh, I like this show. It was kind of cool. I think it was like more. It was on more in the afternoon. You know, in the early morning. You know, nine. I remember nine a.m. It was. Um, it was um, Dungeons and Dragons was my favorite. That was another cartoon. I think that was eighty-two. Um, that was like early morning. And then the, you had, uh, you know, there was another show called Mask. I forgot what the what that acronym meant. Um, but you know, those those type of cartoons were great. Um, and then the GI Joes and um, what was the other ones that they had back then? I mean, that was early ages. Test test. What year were you? 84, but I watched a lot of those. You watched a lot of those? Um, the Like like Mask, I remember. Um, G.I. Joe, I remember. Uh, Mask was an acronym for Mobile Armored Strike Command. That's right. Command with a K. Oh, oh I was you know, we had, we had, you know, and, and that, you know, I, you know, I'm going to back it up here a little bit. So, you know, I, I feel, and it's kind of strange to even say this, but... Uh, um, I kind of feel like when I grew up in the, in the, in the early seventies, late seventies, early eighties, I kind of feel like I, I kind of considered like, like the golden age of pop culture. Cause you had a lot of these things that came out then that are extremely popular now, or, you know, throughout time, throughout these last few decades that they, they exploded, you know, we, we had the, you know, we had the, 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 the birth of Star Wars. We had the birth of, you know, the action figures. I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to take this kind of a little out of order, but we had, we had the birth of all these um, pop culture icons that it started then. And, you know, you look at stuff with some of the stuff now, like, you know, some of these cartoons we had, I mean, we had a Pac-Man cartoon. We had a Rubik's Cube cartoon. I'm not sure if you remember any of that test. Like it was very strange to. I remember the Pac-Man one. I don't remember the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, Rubik's Cube was a little Rubik's Cube. It had this weird-looking head on it. It had little arms and legs, and you know, I don't remember the premise of it. But you know, it's sad that we don't have these cartoons anymore. But I, I'm, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> those are the right. cartoons I remember. You know, growing up with the Littles was my favorite. Um, you know, obviously Dungeon Dragons was huge. I remember, you know. Couldn't wait till 9.30, getting up at 7 a.m. Because that's, I think, when the cartoon started was like 6.30, 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. <laughs> and it went to 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, it was an all-day affair. Yeah, it was at least early afternoon, I remember. I, I It's funny because I remember, like, the good stuff used to start. I mean, I think, like, it was it was pretty early. The, but then the good stuff would start at, like, 8 or 9. So it's yeah. almost like on a Saturday you were waking up early. You were making sure to wake up early because you didn't want to miss, like, the good, like, 8, 9 o'clock slot cartoons. And um, by, like, 10, 11 o'clock they started to wane. And, like, the last few were, like, kind of like weird because i think they were trying to appeal to like that slightly older kid yeah so i feel like they always missed the mark i remember also the smurfs were on really early and i like to watch the smurfs too that was another I one that was a, i love smurfs 30 or not on my list but i mean i could have like had 700 cartoons on my list it would have right. gotten out of control it, it would have yeah, been nuts real. i remember the smurfs used to be on for an hour like oh, there were certain shows they were on for an hour and then you got those half hour shows and, you know, and the, I, you know, and it's again, it's sad that these things aren't on. But you know, the most vivid—they weren't really a show. They were more of kind of like fifteen-minute segments. But like the Schoolhouse Rock, <laughs> I mean, 
those were amazing back in the day. And, you know, you learned a lot about our governments. To, we used to watch those in history. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's it. We used to watch Saturday morning cartoons, you know? That's awesome. Um, Don't yeah, forget I mean, the knockoff Smurfs, the Snorks underneath Snorks. Snorks. <laughs> you yep. probably know that from Cartoon Network, man. Yep, yep. There was so much, you know, every, and even every icon back in that day had their own show. I mean, Mr. T had his own show. You know, um, uh, you know, I know there was popular, you know, sitcom shows or, you know, shows at nighttime for adults, but, you know, Knight Rider had a cartoon and the A-Team had a cartoon. Um from what I remember, I think <laughs> there's so much, but it, it was so much. It was so, you know, thinking about it now, I mean, you, you can go on and on and I don't even know where to take that at. <laughs> what about shall you? We, yeah. Shall we segue into the next decade? Um, sure. I, I mean, I think we partially caught some of the eighties, but um, I well, mean, uh, obviously stuff. I think from anybody who's um, listened to any of these or knows me at least to some degree, the first love was definitely Master of the Universe. I mean, I was able, like, I remember watching that, like, as an infant. Like, that, like probably the earliest memory I have that I remember is watching that show. It was like, he may. So we, we don't have the video. He goes, by the power of grace, go, you know, Google it to see the video. But, um, <laughs> It was uh, it was awesome. I mean, yeah, let me show. that with you know amazing you know oh, um, toys. Yeah, that there were the toys. I was gonna mention that in the in the next part, but um, then there was also the Thundercats. I mean, the Thundercats were like legit amazing. I mean, I think that they took everything good about Master of the Universe and they kind of cleaned it up and made it like interesting. Cause I remember even my dad like liked to watch the Thundercats with me because they made it like digestible for all ages where He-Man was amazing for like a kid, but it got very, you know, formula driven. And it was kind of like the same thing every episode where Thundercats were like, they were encountering different things and different themes and it was just amazing. And then, I mean, like probably the last amazing cartoon from my childhood was definitely um, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, those were my turtles. Like, if you're watching this, I mean, those are the turtles that I had. It wasn't any of the like other like real looking turtles or whatever you see <laughs> nowadays. Um, I mean, even the movie, the live action movie was incredible. But I mean, turtle, the turtle phenomenon was crazy. I contribute like I know martial arts got big in the seventies and it was kind of, and it was already big in the eighties, but like, I think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles launched into like a new stratosphere with like martial arts. I mean, everybody wanted to do karate and like, you know, that kind of stuff after that show. And I just like, I mean, even the toy, I mean that, I mean, we'll get into that next cause it's kind of coupled, but the toys were like huge. I mean, there was so many, I think that's when they were like, really pushed like i know master of the universe i think one of the big things about them is they captured like the accessory i mean like gi joe probably got it too but there was like so much stuff and they were anything that they had on the show for a second it was basically a commercial for that toy and the ninja turtles just took that same idea and expanded upon it like a thousand fold mm -hmm. i knew um, you were gonna go with the with the, with the thundercats and i totally got i mean that was another one i watched obsessively about that one and voltron was the other one i thought well, i mean there was I, I tried to keep like my list to three because i was like i was like spiral i was like all right what were the biggest yeah, three for you know, me? those were like the the three that i we'll talk like, about the, those shows so much today the what 
those people still talk about those shows all the time today. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing, especially about like shows like that. And I don't know, I don't think it's just because you know, like our, like I guess, like my generations, like the people in that age group, just you know, came into like money now. But I think it was just, it was just that good, because like you wouldn't have sold so many toys if like the product related to it wasn't good. And I remember, and I'm giving these guys credit, but in the toys that made us, you know. The Mattel was just like looking for like a like run of the mill cartoon, and when they showed them like the promo that they did, the company Filmation who did this cartoon, uh, who did Master of the Universe, there <laughs> the guys in Mattel are like, this is really good, and the Filmation guys are like, yeah, we know. <laughs> and it was just it was crazy that you know I think this is like really like legitimizing i think this is the era where they started legitimizing like cartoons as like a yeah. medium for like maybe everyone because i mean by that point i think the 80s you're having more like family time i feel like probably more in jim's era 70s like kids and parents didn't really spend a lot of time together i think by the 80s you were having a lot more like kids and parents doing a lot more together even watching tv together and like i mean i watched a lot of these with my parents like i watched a lot of my cartoons you know along with my parents so mm -hmm. i think that's why it was like more than just you know the connection to the show but the connection to like your childhood yeah all right so okay. now that we've gone through the elder years the elders the, 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 the young and years where you guys aren't going to know a damn thing that i'm talking about. i know the first one. Oh, we'll talk we'll talk about that last let me in, Jim. So, I mean, I was the era of all the old Nickelodeon shows, like Fairly Odd Parents, SpongeBob, um, Cat Dog, and all that. Hey Arnold, which I I watched all the time when I was a kid. And honestly, I, I haven't revisited a lot of them except for the early SpongeBob episodes, which I still maintain are hysterical, even though you think they're for crackheads. But um, this one show, Invader Zim, or stoners. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> so Invader Zim is like. It was on Nickelodeon. It's a very, very, it's like a dark animated comedy. So it follows this alien Zim, and he's part of this alien race who each of them is tasked with enslaving um, a different world. So Zim gets sent to Earth because the aliens think that Earth is like the most pointless planet to invade, and Zim is really bad at doing what he does. So they send him there thinking that he'll just get himself killed or something. But he gets there, he disguises himself as a kid, and he's basically enrolls in school and tries to take down Earth from the inside, but he never succeeds because he's awful. Um, and the show just follows him. But it's like su it's super weird and dark and was canceled after two seasons, but it has a really weird cult following now. And I've never heard of this show. They, it's like so much so that they Netflix made a movie last oh, year. Oh, it's 2001. I was like busy yeah. with Trump. <laughs> yeah. But Netflix made a movie, another movie last year because people wanted it so bad. So it's a just movie? Really weird. Yeah, well, not a, it, it's a cartoon, but it was like a like a feature length. Huh. Yeah. So people, it it has a weird cult following now, and I still I throw it on every now and then, and, and it's just it's just as weird and funny now. Interesting. But it's totally like you guys would hate it. Probably it's totally for the era that grew up, that grew up with it. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So next up is all the Cartoon Network shows. So this one is The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, one of my favorites. Yeah, um, and, and you know what? It's funny that you bring this up. This is the thing that really started bothering me, this type of animation. Really? And, like, I just, like, it's so, like, bad. It's, like, almost, like, Peanuts, like, style animation. Yeah. A lot of them were like this at the time, especially Cartoon Network. 
Yeah, and that's why I didn't like that because I'm used to like fully articulated cartoons where you know yeah. they look like a real person. Yeah, and then you have this, and it's just like, mm, what is this crap? Yeah, like, that's what kind of turned me off. That's why I couldn't understand the whole Ren and Snippy, Snippy. Uh, you know, I never got into Ren and Snippy. Like I, I hated that art. I couldn't stomach watching it because it's I very like caricature almost. Yeah, and that's the same with something like this. Yeah, but as a kid, I loved it. The show's hysterical. Basically, this um. The, the Grim, right? They like save his life or something, and he becomes enslaved to them for all eternity. So yeah, it's, it's it is very funny. But all those shows, like Courage the Cowardly Dog, they were so weird and creepy. Like all the shows of the early two thousands on Cartoon Network were weird. But, it's funny. I think my because you're, you're born ninety five. My cousin yeah. was born the same year, and she was into like all this stuff. And like she was like a, a zombie to Nickelodeon. Yeah, and she would watch this constantly. I was like, "This stuff is so bad. Like, why are you watching this?" Like, I don't know. And she just sits there and watch it all day. I was like, "Can we watch anything else?" <laughs> like, she wouldn't watch anything else. If I put something else on, she would just leave the room. Certain like, a couple of the shows held up. I don't. Th I don't think all of them do for sure. Like a, a lot of it is just definitely just being a dumb kid and liking whatever you see. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a certain group. Yeah. It's it's going to be nostalgia to someone else. Yeah. Well, the one show that. I'm obsessed with you guys probably know and think it's stupid, but Avatar: The Last Airbender. So I've never watched it, but I I get the I, I at least get the appeal of this. Yeah. One. So this came out in 2005, the first season. It's basically in a world. It's like it's based heavily. So the two guys who made it are from America, but they're it's heavily based on like anime and Asian culture. So certain people in the world can bend one of each element. So there's air, water, earth, and fire. So they basically have control over these elements. And one person, the avatar, the kid with the arrow on his head, can bend all four. Mm. So, so stole this idea from Captain Planet. I don't know what that is. Is it similar? Just Google Captain Planet later. I will. He's <laughs> a hero, and he's going to turn pollution down to zero. <laughs> so this show is three seasons, and it's very much like Harry Potter in that the first two, like the first couple books, are. You know, very clearly geared towards kids, but then things get a lot darker and more serious and more thematic. Oh, so and this is this is a book, also? No, 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 it's not. It's it's a TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, but well, there are comic books. Mm. Yeah. So, but it's very much like Harry Potter in that it gets a lot darker and more thematic later on, and deals with a lot more adult themes. So, a lot of adults are into it too. Like I've this show came out in two thousand five until two thousand eight, and I've watched it once or twice a year since then. As have most of my friends. Like it's and it was released on Netflix for the first time this past May, and stayed at, went to number one and stayed at number one for like three months. So people are still all over the show, and it is fantastic. If you guys get through the first you know half season or so, which is very very kiddish. No. <laughs> um, so. That's cool. I I mean, it it looked cool. I think, I think my little brother was watching it at some point too, and I was like, ah, it seems interesting, but not enough for me to do it. I do think we should probably cut these a little shorter though, because we're already at thirty five minutes, and that's just the first topic. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So let's move on to toys. Okay. All right. JJ, I, you want to kick this off? Yeah. My, Maybe my, just stick to toys? That is <laughs> my ultimate toy from when I was a kid. 1981, the big tracks. You know, 
I've got it right here. There it is. Look, there it is. Is that the same one, or is that a remake? No, that's a remade one. But I, I, you know, this was a great toy. It was like one of those. It's a robot type of toy. You puncture, you put in the, you know, coordinates where you want it to go, and it goes. Um, it even came with. You even got a dump truck. There's a little dump truck attachment that you would trail along. It would dump. This thing was great. Fires lasers. This was my ultimate. You know, I remember that. Toy. I love this thing. And when it when they re-released it, I think you know five or six years ago, for a limited time, I was you know first one to get one because I, I just had to get it. That's fine. Um, it's it, it is awesome. Um, uh, I'm gonna do one more here. So, where's my other one? Oh no! <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember these things at all. I can bring it up. Um, why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> It's, well, I don't know why these pictures come up. So this came out in the 70s. This was the Evil Knievel toy. Oh, that thing was in Toy Story 4. Was it? No. That yeah, was it was. The Keanu Reeves played him. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't play the Canadian version. Uh, Evil Knievel was... Uh, I, I didn't see that. So, I mean, we. I think we, I have two other brothers. I'm the middle one of, the, of my other brothers. And we must have gone through a few of these things. And, you know, you wind them up, and if this thing takes off, does wheelies... Like this was when Evil Knievel in the '70s was at his hype, where he was jumping, you know, Caesar's Palace fountain and jumping the Grand Canyon, you know, in a rocket. Like you know, this 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 was memories back then, you know, in, in the in the '70s. Uh, but this was a great toy. You wind this thing up and it went. Um, but you know, besides that toy, you know, you had your, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this this screen here. Um, you know, you. Your typical, you know, your G.I. Joe articulating arms, you know, there's my Boba Fett or, you know, my, my R2 unit. I mean, these things were a staple in my house, you know. It was either these or G.I. Joe's. I mean, it was one or the other. Um, but, I, you know, it's sad now that I'm, I'm now rebuying these things because, yeah. you know, I, I love these things so much that... Uh, I think that's what everyone's doing, rebuying stuff. You just got to get it. But, you know, G.I. Joe was great. And, you know, what you said before, TC, you know, G.I. Joe had so many, you know, accessories, you know, airplanes and, you know, boats and everything else. And uh, on top of all the figures they got, you had to cut off the back with their little spec card on the back of the, you know, <laughs> it, this was this is great stuff here. I, I think Master of the Universe did the same thing, but I think G.I. Joe is the first time I ever noticed where they just sold a supply package yep. like there'd be packages of like weapons, weapons or like backpacks yeah, with the other yeah, one. Backpacks that for your characters and yep. it's just like i guess it's like if you lost one but it's like the first time i ever saw like without like an action figure associated with it it was just like supplies and weapons <laughs> it was like in a in like a package thing it was the, crazy. the one the one toy i missed out on getting and you know i kicked myself in the butt because i've you know i've seen it a few times and i've never bought it and i wanted it as a kid growing up you know you always want that one toy and back when I was around, it was like service, you know, Christmas time, you get the JC Penny catalog and you mark it off or the service merchandise. Um, if you, if you, I know, Matt, you don't know who them are, but that was another, you know, company you bought stuff from. But the the Voltron Tigers, where you bought all Tigers and you put them all together and you bought each one separate and it was all die cast. And that's well, still. Want to know the worst part? What's that? I had it and it's gone. Yeah. I, you know how many times I sliced my fingers open 
on that thing <laughs> because <laughs> of the diecast metal. Like I would like be like trying to jam like one of the lions into like a slot and like the the teeth would like pierce my and they were cheap. They weren't cheap back then. I mean yeah, I don't I even know. know. My, my, my parents couldn't afford stuff like that, you know? Um, but one, one day I'd love to just get the original Voltron tigers, all of them, and be done with it. Because it's just that's just a toy that's been slipping through my grasp. That's bad. That's in like the thousand dollar range or more. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. I've been looking so I mean, I, I guess I'll just go into mine. So I've been looking. So Masters Universe is one of the ones that, you know, it obviously it was connected to the cartoon. But I've just been looking. So I have a couple on my desk here. Like, I wasn't actually expecting the show. But, like, oh, this, is, this is an original uh, He-Man. That's an original? Yeah, that's an is original. Is that your original or did you buy it recently? Yeah, I bought these. So my mom, like, tossed out all my stuff. And this is, like, the original Skeletor. But yep, my this, parents did the same thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, if you want new stuff, you got to get rid of this. So, um, I really wanted that new stuff. I'd really like like a nice. It doesn't even have to be pristine, like a nice original He-Man in the box. But even like beat up ones are like two thousand bucks. That's like insane. in the packaging still. So we'll see. But I mean that, and so I showed you guys the video before, but I mean, so obviously another one was the Ninja Turtles. I spoke about them already. They were awesome um, figures, but there were these two kind of weird toys from when I was really little. And I showed you guys the video before, but it's my buddy and uh, he was a creepy little doll. And it, it was the first time they were trying to promote, push dolls to kit to boys. So it was like a my buddy. It was like supposed to promote friendship and like whatever it was, but it was basically a creepy looking boy doll who's wearing like this overall jumper and this multicolored shirt, which was a hundred percent the <laughs> the um, inspiration for Chucky. Uh, my mother was like hated that thing in my room. Like I would have it sitting in a chair and she'd like throw it in the closet. <laughs> um, and then another weird one was a Teddy Ruxpin. Have you ever heard of this, Matt? Teddy no. So Teddy Ruxpin was basically a cassette player that was wrapped up in this like animatronic bear and the thing weighed yeah about 40 pounds and uh, it basically so put like, cassette, it read like a story to you and you could read along with the book but if you ever swung this and he has like this weird sweater and I think that's to like slightly um you know, dull the blow if you ever get hit by this thing because it weighed a good 40 pounds. <laughs> but um, it was a, just a weird time. I mean, I loved that thing and I loved the, uh, the my buddy, but um, just funny. weird. I, I actually, I work with a guy who was one of the kids in the my buddy TV commercial. That's hilarious. And we, I, and occasionally I'll send that YouTube link out through the whole company. <laughs> <to start> <laughs> That's great. What about you, uh, Toy Story? All right, Come on, you have to have some good Toy Story toys stories. <laughs> so my biggest toys, I didn't play with too many too many toys past when I was like a toddler. Um, like I, I never really got into action figures and stuff, except for Legos. And I'm not going to yeah, show that age. It wasn't a thing. I feel like no, I did. I mean, I did a lot of I did a lot of the Legos. I mean, I still do a lot of the Legos. So I don't know if that really counts. But when I was a kid, this was the this was everything. <laughs> These stupid Thomas the Tank Engine wooden trains with the tracks. That's great. I've got I had, I had, here. I had a giant. I'm sure your kids have them. I had a giant crate of them, and I'd just build the tracks all around the house, see how big I could get them. Every time I ran out, I'd want more of them. 
is so much fun, honestly. I remember Thomas the Tank from when I was a kid. When did that actually come out? Yeah, I think before I was a kid, but it was really popular when I was when I was growing up. I had no idea who that was. Not my not my uh <laughs> Yeah, it came out in eighty four. Mm -hmm. yeah, so even, present. Yeah, but was that eighty four in the U.S.? Was that eighty four in uh, first, England? Oh, I don't know because that's an English. That was an English uh, show. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I, ha I have tons of these everywhere somewhere. <laughs> yep, so do I. You want them? They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say one more. So it means in school. This was actually in like elementary school. Sorry. Um, this is actually in like elementary school, even in middle school. Do you guys know about these, the tech decks? Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> yeah. I remember these when I was probably a teenager. Oh my god, these were so big in like middle school and early and late elementary school for me. And what did you do with them? So it's like real skateboards. So see the wheels and stuff? It came with little wrenches and you could take it take them apart and get like special wheels and stuff and fancy pieces. And they'd and actually then, make and they actually make uh, ramps and everything like that. You yeah, know? and then you just use your fingers. You could do like I learned how to do like kick flips with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> they were fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, see those see those crazy wheels. Yeah. Oh my god. That's yeah. Crazy. So that, that was that was entire that was mostly my childhood. Let's move on though, because we're. <laughs> and then, the last one. This one. Oh, you one. you, you want to see that? Oh, I do. <laughs> All right. So this was. These are called Tamagotchis. Now, these were very, very... Oh, I know what they are. You, you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, they were they were around when I was a kid. Yeah, these these stupid things. Yeah, it was basically like a digital pet that you just took care of using these three buttons. I remember and, my cousin had one. Yeah, and you were a loser in elementary school if you didn't have one of these things. That's and again, these were, these were pretty expensive for what they were. Yeah. They, they did like nothing. You know, look look at it. It looks like Pong almost. <laughs> yeah, pong yeah, level you, you had to like feed it and like make it yeah. go to bed. It's hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's just the weird things that you're into, you know? <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's move on to our next category. So the, I I know you guys can do a whole episode on this, but let's try to uh to limit it. Uh so music. So uh, JJ. Yeah. So me music in my house, you know, my mom was a huge country western fan and you know that's what we listen to all day long um you know i'm still a big country fan i love country music i grew up on country music from when i remember um it's either that and i got my mom you know my mom was really heavily into country music i mean she was willie nelson was her was the was her god like <laughs> my house was willie nelson it was always on you know if anybody knows about the old school you know country music you know the oak ridge boys and Alabama, like I'm, I'm a huge, huge old country music fan. Um, I know Willie Nelson. I grew up <laughs> on that, so that's really, you know, that's what I knew for probably the first half of my life, um, and it's followed me. I still, I, I still listen to country music, old school though. I love old school country music. Um, that's cool. I don't see that know, too much. It, it, it's, it's great, you know, and, and I, I love the fact that I got that from my mom. You know, I remember, you know. One of my most vivid memories was, you know, when I was really little cleaning, like I was vacuuming my, my the living room and I had one of my music on and it was uh, it was uh, Queen. It was it was a, it was a Queen album on on tape going and she loved it, you know, and she, she became like a Queen fan at that time. But uh, 
Oh, that should be on my list. Not this yeah, it was, you know, yeah, I was a huge Queen fan back back when I was a kid. You know, on top of the country music, but I can tell you, one of the very first tape cassette I bought, uh, I didn't even buy it. I won it because I was a paper boy. So when you know we got points, and you got to spend those points to get things. You know, it was the Madonna "Like a Virgin" album. That's that was funny. my very first tape cassette that I owned in my in my personal collection. I wish I still had it. But that was, I think, 1981 was my first my first tape cassette. That's funny. Matt, did you have any tapes? Like a virgin. I actually, so when I was getting into rock when I was like 11 or 12, um, we had a bunch of CDs, but I, I'd often want to record stuff from the radio. Um, specifically, <laughs> Jim, you probably know Eddie Trunk, right? No? He's, like, he's, a, he's a DJ. Um, so every Friday night, Eddie Trunk rocks on Q1043. Uh, I would record, I would record all three hours every week. <laughs> with because that's where I heard all my music. What? Yeah, with, 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 yeah, with my cassette tapes. That's awesome. I I try and time it so that I could switch tapes during the commercials. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I loved kind of like all '80s music. I mean, the first my first cassette is actually I think my aunt bought it for me was. Um, queen's greatest hits that's like the first cassette i ever had like i i queen i mean coupled with like i was really into mighty ducks for a while so like the queen <laughs> was basically like the freaking anthem to that yeah. but just like funny like 80 stuff that was like really popular i was into was like mc hammer like tsh, tsh, can't touch this that was more later <laughs> oh yeah later later 80s yeah and then like vanilla ice popped up like late 80s early 90s i mean the fact that he was in a ninja turtle movie where he's like go ninja go ninja go go ninja i mean it was just cool and like madonna like my mom loved madonna and like whitney houston so like all that like 80s stuff like still translates today like most of the music i listen to like is 80 stuff and then like i like i i do like rock like i don't like like super heavy rock but i like like a lot of classic rock like some of the stuff you guys like i'm into but i'm not like really into like metallica or like you oh, know he, like head gem and stuff as much <laughs> like I, got that, I got into that later in life much yeah. later in life yeah so i got on into all that stuff when i was like 12 or 13. um you guys know all about that but before that it was what's that like five years ago yeah <laughs> essentially but before that, um, two things, Weird Al and the Grease soundtrack. That's about it. <laughs> wow, okay. The Grease yeah, soundtrack fun. is awesome. It is. <laughs> I got chills. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. They're multiplying. <laughs> just, oh. I actually discovered a lot of like, like good music by looking up the original versions of what Weird Al was playing. <laughs> <laughs> so what what song was this and then i'd be like oh That's this great. is this is you know a michael jackson song who's this you know it's great awesome what about the jerky boys you know about that matt no nope never got another it. day yeah. <laughs> another day it was a comedy it was like comedy tapes or cds or whatever um let's let's do tv jj yeah. Surprise us with whatever you have. Seventies, man. We, you know, sitting in front of the TV at uh, night, late night. It was either, you know, either Mash was on. Oh, a huge Mash fan. I was watching that the other day. <laughs> and, and All in the Family. I mean, oh, I love <laughs> great show. Great show. I love that show. You couldn't totally be wrong now. You yeah. can't. You can't show that nowadays. I mean, it was that, and you know, Mork and Mindy and Happy Days, like. You know, uh, I watched all that stuff. A Brady Bunch, like all those were your late night movies, you know, that we watched. You know, yeah. 
I didn't get into the movies. Are we doing it with his TV, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was it. I, I remember all, all in family. That was a staple in my family. I mean, that's just, and that doesn't make me a racist or anything else like that. It was just, you know, what's funny is that he he did that. Um, what's his name? Carol, right? Something Carol. Um, he was actually not like that at all in real life. He was doing it to poke fun. Yeah, at like a person like that because he was like very um, Carol O'Connor. Carol O'Connor, yeah, he was very completely the opposite. He was very um, accepting of everything. So it was funny that he did that. I mean, but he played the character hilarious. It, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, you even had your you know one day at a time with you know with Val Valerie Bertinetti, who was who was a hottie back then. Yeah. <laughs> These are shows you that you won't even remember. Yeah. There, there are definitely some good ones in there. I mean, by the time it got to me, I was um, – I mean, we talked about it already, but A-Team and Knight Rider. If I didn't watch those when it was on, I was ha having like – like I was a pretty easygoing kid, but if I couldn't watch that, I was going to have a full-on like panic attack. <laughs> um, I loved those. I mean, you know some – I, you know, we actually – I spent a lot of time with my grandparents as a kid. So one of my all-time favorite shows, I mean, 18 had Mr. T, you know, Knight Rider was a talking car. Those sold themselves. But a hilarious show to me as a kid was the Golden Girls. Like, I felt like in the 80s, senior citizens ruled the airwaves. Like, I mean, I watched the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls, hands down, the best one of um, older people. Those sassy old gals were hilarious. But um, I watched Columbo. Columbo was an old guy. There was a show, Empty Nest, about like this older guy. I mean, there were so many shows like Matlock. Like he was like you know ninety years old or whatever when he was making that. Like J Jake and the Fat Man was another guy who was like in his like sixties. It was just it was crazy. A murder she wrote was another one I used to watch with my grandmother all the time. Angela Lansbury. But I mean, there were so many of those shows where, like, you know, the senior citizen community was really ruling the '80s. <laughs> and I really, and also another thing, how could you? How could I even forget? Like the Six Million Dollar Man, like that was huge. Yeah, that and the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, I, I watched the same shows, Tess, as you. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I was a little bit older. Yeah, you guys probably watched a lot of the same stuff. Right? We did. I mean, because I knew what he was going to bring up. But yeah, I mean, you're also in the '80s. You had, you know, Family Ties. Oh yeah. What was that one with my Mama's Family with uh, Carol Burnett? I, think I never was. liked Carol Burnett. Oh, I, I loved, she was funny I, in that. I've watched her variety show. I was just like, I've never got it. And Alf, that was another one. Oh, Alf. Alf, he was that was that should have been like like fifth on my list because I loved Alf. Alf was great. I mean, I remember they made, like redid the monsters. It was like a color TV that version of the monsters. That was fantastic. Um, ha not Happy Days. Uh, Charles in Charge was another one. That I watched all the time. There was just so many of them. I mean, Saved by the Bell was huge in my life. That was, as a that was later. That yeah, was that was like more nineties. But I, I mean, mean, we had a lot of good ones. You know, even the Tony Danza with the Who's the Boss? Oh my God! First love, first love of my life. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's yep. her? I can't remember her name now, but uh, yeah, what's her name? What's her name? All right. What about you? Uh, oh, mine, mine was Nickelodeon sitcoms. Um, the Amanda Show, all that Drake and Josh, all those. My my brother watched Drake and Josh. I don't know what the Amanda that Show still is hysterical to this day. Holds up very very well. The other ones don't hold up that that well that much. I don't think. Who was in the Amanda Show? Was that Amanda Bynes? Yeah, Amanda Bynes. Um, she was she did so well on all that that they gave her her own show. 
Um, but Drake and the, a lot of they're very goofy, but Jerry Drake and Josh holds up the most. Like I still I still laugh my ass off whenever <laughs> I see it. It's so funny. Um, that that's a show that my parents watch with me all the time because they loved it so much. Um, besides that, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is definitely one that I watched. Yeah. So you know, Buffy came out when you were one, right? Yeah, so ninety six or something. Yeah, I remember why I watched it from the beginning. So at one point I fell off, but I watched it from the beginning, like every week. It got to the point where um, we'll get to this with tech, but I was recording them as well. Like so, I had like a collection of VC, you know, tapes. I had like probably like fifteen shows. Like I had a full thing of just recorded television shows before like you could like Netflix everything. I wish I could have gotten the business earlier and just like, hey, you want to watch this whole show? I got them all. And like, just <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. Though. Buffy, let, was me, let me fix you up right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you guys want to jump into movies now? Are you, sure. Was that all yours? This this was a tough one for me because, you know, 70s, there, there were a lot of movies. And, you know, even though I was probably a little older, when, when I say older, like nine, eight, nine, ten years old watching some of these. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, I got Star Wars. I mean, I have to, that's number one. And then yeah. you got your Superman. And then you got, you know, your Close Encounters. You know, there was so many. Movies. There, was a of, I, there was a lot of horror movies, which I never got into. You know, your yeah. Halloween, your Friday the 13th, stuff like that. I do love Halloween. Halloween, the original Are Halloween is one of my favorite horror movies. You know, really? I've, never, I've, never seen, I've never seen a Halloween movie. Ever. I've watched it three times already this October. <laughs> I've never seen one. Probably the only one that I say that I like is Halloween one and two, and I know what it is about them. I I actually like those. Um, They're amazing. But you know, there was there was a lot of great movies. You know, one of the probably one of my favorite funny ones comedies back then was the Steve Martin The Jerk. That, <laughs> you ever get a chance? You want to see a funny ass a funny movie? The Jerk, Steve Martin. I die every time I see that movie. Is that the one where he's um? He's, like he, the, he thinks somebody's shooting the cans, or was that another one? No, that's something. I think that's something else. This is where he's kind of retarded, and he gets yeah, yeah, adopted yeah, by right. an African American family. Like, yeah, gotcha. It's it's hysterical. It's just so fun. The guy was, you know, back in that time. But Steve Martin was always hit or miss with me. Like, I I enjoyed some of his stuff, but then like sometimes I just never found yeah, it funny. Yeah, but, I mean, my top, you know, obviously Star Wars and all that. You know, that's where it all started. Jaws. I mean, my Jaws. Oh my god. What, 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 is, is that considered horror or no? No. Nah, suspense. Suspense. Thriller. Thriller. Suspense. Okay. Scared the hell out of me. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> just when Noelle sees like the the poster, like if I put it on, it's like, hey, you want to watch this? She just sees like the poster like on the screen. She goes, no. <laughs> you know, and that was really the start of uh, the whole, you know, James Bond because there's a lot of movies in the 70s with James Bond. You know, Diamonds yeah. Are Forever and you know, Moonraker. Like there was a ton of James Bond flicks in the 70s. That's like when. Um... Roger Moore took over, right? Yep, 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 yep. Um, I think for me, I think Rocky was probably the first thing I ever saw. I mean, like my dad was a boxer when I was really young, so he like loved boxing and like all of them I loved. I mean, you had Mr. T who was already like a fan favorite of mine in three. Um, it's funny, one was probably the one I watched the least, but two and four, four is like when he fights Dolph Lundgren, the, the Russian. That between that movie from like eight years old to probably twelve, 
I went back and forth between watching that movie, Rocky Four, which I taped on WPIX 11, and Aladdin every other night. It was so weird. Um, I mean, Star Wars for me too. I remember like in first grade, my dad rented, I was, I had like the flu or something. He rented me the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which had just come out on um, VHS. Um, Commando, which is my all-time favorite uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and all three um, Star Wars movies. And I mean, I liked all of them, but Return of the Jedi by far is the one I've watched the most. I love Return of the Jedi. People can hate on the Ewoks all they want. They're awesome. I agree. It's amazing. Um, I mean, other than Aladdin, like, I was a big Peter Pan fan, like in terms of Disney stuff. Um, that was my, you know, those were my two favorite Disney. I mean, I saw like a lot of the Disney stuff, but I mean, those were like really my favorite mm-hmm. ones. Um, honorable mention I did to um, Commando, but also Three Ninjas, uh, pretty much anything Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, Steven Seagal were in, and, um, and anything kind of like martial arts or, you know, action related. I mean, like 80s and 90s, that was basically every movie that came out. So, <laughs> and those, and one of those guys were probably in it. <laughs> but there was a lot of really bad, like, martial arts movies. Like, there's this one with, like, this guy, like, Don the Dragon Wilson called ring of fire they somehow made three of these like weird independent movies and i've watched them all i own them on dvd somewhere there's some awesome like hysterically bad like those kung fu movies from back then have you ever seen like shaolin not even like the ones that were like made in china these were like really terrible american movies like what one of my all-time favorites one, what? two, three, four, and five. Yeah, it's American Ninjas, like on that same thing. What, like slightly above those, though, one of my all-time favorites, Best of the Best. That was good. Best of the Best. I mean, yeah. they made like four of those. The only really good one was the first one, but I love those. Eric Roberts, um, James Earl Jones was in the first one as the as the um, Kung Fu coach. I think I don't even know if it was karate. I forgot what discipline it was, but James Earl Jones was the expert coach on that for the team. I was like, okay. And to be honest, everything, anything, every movie that uh, Chuck Norris made, <laughs> oh, the Delta Force ones were amazing. I love those, and I always, I feel like I always watch the same one. I was like, is there more than one of these? Because I feel like I'm always watching the one where he's like on the bike at the end with the missiles launching at somebody. Well, that was back in action, right? I don't even know. Yeah, he was great too. All right, Matt, what do you got? My favorite Disney movie of all time is The Emperor's New Groove, and that is the only correct answer. Have you guys ever seen it? No. You need to. Noel would love it, and I think your boys would love it. <laughs> all right, it's I'll amazing. put it on. Yeah, the the Emperor of uh, I don't remember his name is Cusco, but he um he's he's like an a hole to everybody, Spade, right? Huh? It's David Spade who does the voice. Yeah. 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 So he gets turned into a llama as, as karma. And he has to do this whole thing again. It's 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 the greatest movie ever. <laughs> and isn't that Patrick Warburton like one of the voices too? I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, that's. I know. I know already that another one on your list is one of my daughter's favorites. One of your daughter's favorites? Yeah. How many really daughters you have? Focus, focus. Guess. <laughs> Hocus pocus. What what is that one? Is that the one with the three witches? Yeah, that's that's where, I've never I just, seen that. I've never well, seen I probably I saw it maybe ten times, like from the moment Noel was born. Maybe a few more than that. I've probably seen it like thirty three hundred times. Is that good? 
you, no, she loves it. It's not no. that it's that good. <laughs> I, she, that, I still, I still, I still watch it on Halloween. She's I, gonna I enjoy be it. like the kid for Halloween this year. Really? Yeah. So that's how much she likes Hocus Pocus. We have to uh, play it all the time. She wants me to be Bette Midler's character. I probably <laughs> know those lines better than Bette Midler does at this point. <laughs> Who else is it? Isn't it uh, um... Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's hysterical. I still watch it on Halloween whenever it's on TV. Um, I was super into all the Pixar movies. Like, I, I grew up in the golden age of Pixar, I think. Like, so, which one? Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was actually too... I watched those after they came out, of course. But, like, the the ones after that, like Monsters, Inc. and Cars. Cars I love so much. My dad, my dad's a mechanic, so I was always into Cars when I was a kid. But, um... Yeah, those were the best. And then I grew up with the Harry Potter movies. Those came out as I was growing that's, up. So. That's crazy that you grew up with those. Yeah. I think the first one I saw in the theaters was the second one. Yes. I think the first one was like, what, 99 or 2000? Yeah, like 2000, I think. Yeah. Super early. But I, I grew up on those. That's, I mean, that's cool that that's kind of like your like series. Like I feel like Rocky and Star Wars are probably like, yeah. you know, Rocky's definitely mine. I know Star Wars is. Um, I mean, I'm heavily into both of those, but I got into those yeah. later, later, you know. That's so yeah, Harry, Harry Potter I grew up with. I mean, Rocky, I, I don't think I've saw, I think the first one I saw in the theater was the fifth one, which is probably like my least really? favorite one. But like that came out in like 1990. Like all the other ones were like, I think the one before that was like 84, the year I was born. So that's funny. <laughs> All right, I think this one's going to be a quick one. So, um, what are the popular fashion choices or clothing choices uh, when you guys were youngins? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there is. That's hilarious. That specific I, set. I actually have a picture where I'm wearing this shirt with jeans and a cowboy hat oh, and cowboy that's, shoes. That's amazing. I had this. I love this. This is. I uh, yes. I had this original one. Probably 1979 ish. 78, that's, 79. That's hilarious. Yep. That's where I'm at. It's so funny. Like, there were so many, like, themed, like, underwear back in the day. Like, I remember, like, I wouldn't even wear underwear if it wasn't, like, specifically, mm, yeah. like, themed to, like, a cartoon that I liked. So. Yeah, there were, I mean, there was no fashion when I was a kid. You know, I'm going to oh, tell you. Yeah, but things that you remember that you wore. I'm not saying yeah. that you had to be like fashion yeah. forward. But like, what was like the, the Under things that. Probably the, the most vivid, you know. Memory, yeah. But everything else, you know, my mom made some of our clothes. You know, that's how it was back when I was a kid. She was a, wow. she, she was a homemaker. She made clothes. Iron-ons, man. Yeah, I remember the. My dad used to work. My dad used to do um like this like sport we owned like a sports store and he used to like press on like he had this machine where he'd let me do it and he would like it's like a steam thing that would press on like all the like numbers and like you know graphics on the jerseys pretty you, cool. you get a hole in your jeans and there's a patch with the little iron you put the <laughs> holes in the jeans and you're back out there that's funny <laughs> yeah I, I remember like denim was getting really big i had a jean jacket jean jackets were huge um you know the acid wash color of course um one of the things that i can't get out of my mind and i see this in all the pictures is like those like calf uh length like tube socks with like the <laughs> bright red stripes on them i remember i used to hate like high socks so i would like roll them down like and they would be like in this like weird ball <laughs> and i would just roll to the bottom of my shoe um 
But my dad was kind of always like into sneakers. He's not so much now, but like when he was younger, he was very like into sneakers. Like I think Puma and Adidas were big in like the seventies when he was a kid. But um, he um, he got me like a, a pair of Reebok pumps. I think I actually um, shared a photo of those. But the the ones before that were the first ones that I had, the white ones, and those were the first ones that came out. I remember he got those for me. Those were so cool. Like everyone's like. The pump really served no purpose whatsoever. I think it put like air in the tongue. But then that second pair, I think some kid, um, some NBA player, like did it before he like won the dunk contest in these, and they like gave him like a shoe deal out of that. So I remember those. Those were like the coolest like pair of shoes I had as a kid. I loved those. Nice. Um, but yeah, what about you, uh, I, uh, Mr. Toy Story? Really, only one thing that was big when I was a kid. And this is another thing that in school everybody had to have were the Heelys. Have you guys ever heard of this? Uh, I, know, I know all about it. There'd be, there's a wheel in the heel of each shoe, and you'd run and go like go on your heels, and then you'd roller skate. It's, they're amazing. I hurt myself so much. I don't know how they allowed this. I mean, you walk on your toes if you're not yes. using the wheel? You, 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 you walk toe first instead of heel first. Because if you walked heel first, you'd slide and fall on your ass. That's just so <laughs> awkward. Yeah, these are the. I, yeah, they made us take the wheel out in school because the wheel tops. <laughs> but as soon as it was over, you put them in, and we just could go and ride all like for hours. Do they still make these? I don't know. Um, it's a good question. I, I feel like I saw people. Don't with get these, your like, kids. I got hurt way too much. <laughs> I would imagine these things are a huge lawsuit. Yeah, I don't know how they were allowed. I would shoulder check anybody I saw like rolling by me on those. <laughs> like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, they were so fun though. That's wow. Funny. Yeah. All right, so we're we're wrapping it up. This is our last one here. So, since we've already covered video games, we're not going to include video games in this. But what are their kind of like the tech items from your era? And I'm going to force JJ to think of something. You know, you know because <laughs> the answer is unacceptable. You know, I and I will. You know, I thought about this because you know back when I was a kid, we didn't. You know, we didn't. First of all, we didn't have the money for any kind of tech thing. Um, I think my first tech thing in the house was the com the Atari twenty six hundred, which came out in the early part of the eighties. So I don't, I don't really consider that, and that's a video game. Um, I mean, if I had to, you know, we had one of these in my house. Let me see if I can bring this thing up. Um, this was something called. Uh, I'm going to share this. This was called the Merlin. Um, I remember my older brother got this, but this was kind of, this kind of came, it was a Milton Bradley toy um, where it was kind of like six or seven games in one. It was like uh, one game was blackout where you had to, you had to blackout all the little dots on there. It was kind of like a puzzle type of thing. One was a Simon type of game. I remember you, you Simon was yeah, my Simon. Had Simon. Um, but this was the Merlin game. Um, uh, what else was it? It was uh Simon tic-tac-toe but yeah we had one of these it was my older brothers but we all kind of played with it when it was but other than this and like an atari or even a simon there wasn't no we we played outside on our bikes there well, was it didn't have to specifically be like a toy <laughs> yeah it was most of the time just playing outside uh, we know? did that too when i came inside then it was time for technology yeah that was <laughs> my house that was my house Right. So yeah, I'm kind of lacking on that home front. Well, for me, I I didn't have one personally, like until I think I was like 16. <laughs> That's the truth. 
um, is a PC. Like my aunt, I remember had like a personal computer at her house, my aunt and my uncle, and she had like this like Sesame Street game on it. I remember I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And it was just like, like I would always go and like, I think she let me play it in like my life like five times because like, and, and I don't know if that, you probably don't remember this, but Jim, you definitely do. Remember when like everyone used to put like the plastic over like the I computer, actually and, like the keyboard and everything. It was hilarious. And I remember she had to do that. It was like a whole process to like actually get everything out. But um, that was cool. I mean, another one was like Walkmans were huge. I remember like my mom had like one of the first ones and um, like I would listen to it all the time. That's probably why I like like Whitney Houston and Madonna because the only tape she had were those two. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. You can listen to music on it. <laughs> um, but probably the most, aside from a television, the most influential piece of technology in my life was the VCR. I mean, I learned everything there was to learn about the EVCR. I took it apart. I put it back together. Cool. I was one of probably like the seven people in the world who knew how to pre-program and pre-record your VCRs. Like I got to the point where <laughs> I Were you set up two- at tracking? Yes. I was very good at tracking as well. Please adjust the tracking control on your VCR. Matt, you don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, I at one point set up two VCRs and we're recording tapes. Um, please do not report me to the federal government for that, but I didn't sell them. I only kept them for my own personal use. Um, but yeah, it was, I was a freaking expert at the VCR. I remember like one time the VCR ate a tape and I had to like take the whole thing apart. And I like, I taped like the VHS thing back together and was able to use that like tape for a while longer. (laughs) But, See, um, I, yeah. I had all that stuff later in my life. So I'm, you know, yeah, well, I mean, this came up like around, like, I feel like the 80s was really when the vcrs kind of blew up in terms of like everyone getting them i i remember my dad my dad was like so spoiled like my my grandparent like my dad's side had a little bit of money but my dad definitely exploited all of it from the three kids so like my dad made sure like they had the first vcr that came out i think it was like 500 dollars at the time or something like that or like 800 dollars. i don't know it was like this huge monstrous thing I don't know how old you'd be if you were in fifth grade, but that's when we had our first computer. It was the Commodore 64. When fifth, you were in fifth grade? Fifth grade. It was the same thing, the big plastic over it. And I don't think had, I was born when we were in fifth grade. Probably, like, well, I don't know. You're 13 years older than me. Well, there you go. So, no. so maybe six. <laughs> what about that's you, Matt? Funny. All right. So, I mean, I, the biggest thing for me being into music was the iPod when that came out. I actually don't need a picture because I have my original iPod from 2001 still. I still this have, is, I have this one. Is, yep. This is the one with the mechanical click wheel, not the touch one. It's great. Uh, yep. I still have mine too. Yep. I, I've had to fix this a few times actually. It's broken. Does it still work? Yep, it works. I, I, I The back I've taken off and like fiddled with it. Yeah, so that was the biggest thing. Um, I'm going to show this phone. So this phone is called a Sidekick. <laughs> and this was like the holy grail of devices in elementary school for me because nobody had seen a keyboard like this and everybody was like they'd flaunt their sidekicks and like flip the thing open because it made it made an obnoxious sound when you flipped it yeah it was like, uh, <laughs> yeah everybody had to have this there was some like snake game on it that was is this the real is this because it's got gmail on this so did this when did this come out this this was out probably like mid 2000 mid 2000s so probably when i was 10 or so or, or 10 to 12 wow. 
Um, they made it for they made it for a while, but when it first came out and like the first kid to get it, everybody was like, oh, "Is this the first sidekick that you're showing?" This one, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, because yeah, I remember the like first one was cool. great. Like it flipped like to yeah, the it side. Yeah, it like circle, like the yeah. screen flipped like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know it was, it was weird stuff. And then I, when I was a kid, my parents had one of those vi the video cameras with the little tapes. You know what I mean, the small ones that you put in the big tape to put in the VCR. Yeah, yeah I was obsessed with that thing. Just same way you were obsessed with the VC regular VCRs. I was like, it's so small. Why is it so small? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope people enjoyed that. I, I thought it was kind of fun. There's uh, a lot of diversity like, between us and what we like. Yeah, a lot of a uh, trip down memory lane. Hey, everybody, like especially since it was like very specific to the era. I know me and JJ intersected on some of that stuff, mm -hmm. um, but it was cool. Uh, I think we should uh, do stuff like that again. Yeah. Uh, well, I think some of these we'll probably have to have a full episode on one day. Maybe. Yeah, oh, I want to do cartoons. I love the cartoons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm definitely down to do that. Um, but we I had do, a, we should do something where we each watch a cartoon from the other person's era. That oh, that's a good idea. So that I can make you guys watch Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> what? Not the whole thing. I'm not watch it. <laughs> all, right, so. <laughs> um, all right. So I have a cool idea since to stay on topic with the closing segment. Uh, so the first question, which we're gonna, I'm going to post to everyone, what's one thing you, if you could, you would bring back from your era? Can I go first? Go ahead. Sure. Okay, I didn't talk about this because we didn't really talk about video games, but um, video game LAN parties where everybody would bring their Xbox <laughs> and hook up like four of them to each other and put the TVs behind, one behind each other so you couldn't see the other screen and there'd be like tw 12 of us playing Halo and stuff. <laughs> Nobody does that anymore. That was like the pinnacle of like party gaming. I never did that. That's fun. We yeah. used to do that with computers. We used to yeah. bring out full CRT yeah. monitors. on it. Yeah. You know how they used to do the split screen? With like, yeah. Halo, with the computers. Yeah. So what we did is <laughs> we made like this cardboard hat of like a giant cardboard thing so that someone would sit under so that it would cover the top screen so you can't cheat and look at what the other person's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get creative. That's what I miss about that. We just cheated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were very serious. Um, all right, well, let's, let's go. We'll go in opposite order um, this time then. So I'll go next. Um, I'm a, honestly, I would bring back the Saturday morning cartoon. If that... <laughs> Took mine. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I love that. It was just such a like because I would love to like just sit there with my daughter because there's nothing really there that like appeals to a kid. Like that moment was just so pure. Like just getting up and like you know it was the greatest time. Like it made you want to get out of bed on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing. I, I love that. And you knew at the time that you didn't have to go to school. Like Friday you were done with school. So yeah. You woke up Saturday morning and. There's your cartoons. You have your cereal, cereal and go to town. To go. I, I, I'm gonna have to stick with them also. I mean, <laughs> it's you know, I think I think the whole Saturday morning morning cartoon started in the you know in the, in the '60s, and it ended in I think they said 2014. It was when it shut down. I mean, wow. it had a long long run, and I, I don't understand why we don't have it anymore. It's sad because you know. Me as a kid, and I learned a lot from this. You learned a lot from these morning cartoons, sure. from everything from you know the cartoons themselves to the little you know segments in between to even the commercials. Like you're never gonna get that back. I mean, listen, a lot of that was like you know ki kid targeted marketing, but you know for the episodes for the shows themselves, I mean, a lot of them like He Man, GI Joe, I think Thundercats might have done it too. There was always like a moral Message. of the story at the end. 
And it's just like, you know, like it kind of like, and I don't mean to be like mean, but like kids today are a little dumb and I feel like they need like that message of like, Hey, this was the moral of the story in case you missed it. Don't do drugs, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's like, and, don't do drugs. Be nice and, to your friends, you know, listen to your parents, you know, like there's then, consequences to your actions kind of thing. And you know, we learned that the hard way. <laughs> and with these cartoons, I mean, obviously you brought it, brought out the whole toys in the marketing line and, you know, that created imaginations for a lot of kids, especially, you know, young like I did. I mean, you, you played with the toys out in the backyard. You're making more scenes and doing all these things and mixing up, you know, different toys. To, so you, we lost all that. I feel it's all gone. And, 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 you know, that's kind of like why I don't let my daughter like, you know, we limit her time. She can watch it a little bit, but like just like go like kind of like into space with like a youtube and like an ipad like you know if she wants me to play like hocus pocus for like an hour i'll do it because she's using her imagination she's like all right you'll do this and like she'll play as wonder woman like i'm forcing her to play like a thematic play or like to think of a situation and it's just it i mean it's it's hard to do now because there's so many distractions and when you're busy is like you know it's like even if it's there's something else i want to do i kind of force myself to at least spend some time doing that on that because it's just, you know, without it, kids will get lost in, like, the world of technology. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, um, did we all go? Oh, you, yeah. you took the same. Yeah, you took mine. But all right. So, on it. so I'm going to venture a guess that we're probably going to have the same one for this next, um, you know, proposal here. What, um, what would you not give away that you have today? Like, sure. if you went back. And it's just like you had you could only take one thing with you. What would be the one thing that you'd still have to have? Uh Spotify. I can't go back to cassettes and recording the radio. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm just gonna say my cell phone in general. Like I don't think I could live in a world without my phone. And it's not even because I want to call or text people. I need the internet at my fingertips. I need IMDB at my fingertips. Um Yeah, for me for me the biggest thing is like the because I'm so into the music, the ease of access to music, but that really is ease of access to anything, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, how would you access the the music without um, a phone? Well, okay, an iPhone with Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about yeah. you, JJ? Yeah, I'm on the same lines. I, I, my phone, just with the internet, though, I don't, I can care less about the phone side of it. I don't need to really talk to anybody, but having the information at the at, at a fingertip. Information at will. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty. You know, yeah, I mean, that's changed everybody's lives. No, no question. You, you can't you can't live without this damn thing at all. It's funny because when you think about it as a kid, like there was always like some type of like futuristic device that something someone had with them, and like cartoons or even movies where it's just like they're pulling something up and it's just like you know a wristwatch or something. But like we literally imagine like showing like this device to like <laughs> our younger selves and be like, hey, you can literally do and almost anything with this like little box <laughs> that reminds so, me in the, the bill and ted movie when they showed the phone to um louis armstrong and he's like what is that not louis armstrong um, what's his name yeah, i think it was louis is armstrong. Louis, oh, no, who, who's the moon guy what? oh yeah because louis armstrong's the one where they went to yeah. uh, after jimmy neil Davis. armstrong is the moon guy okay i thought i confused him <laughs> no, you got it right <laughs> that's funny got you all right well, I think this is a good one. Yeah, it was uh, fun. I, I had fun with you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves as well. I hope you freak listeners at home enjoyed yourselves. Um, and if you did, as always, we would like you to 
to ask you to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, give us a nice review, maybe a couple stars, you know, interact with us. We're on, you know, do we have the banner at the bottom? There we are. We're on <laughs> IG and Facebook at LI Comic Guys and at Don't Feed the Geeks. If you're looking on the, uh, if you're looking more products, the comic books, yeah, you want to venture to the at Li Comic Guys. If you're looking for a little geek news and you know what's going on with the podcast, check out at Don't Feed the Geeks. But what we want you to do above all is definitely check it out. <laughs> and please, 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 if you haven't done so already, and even if you have, try to vote as often as you can for us on Best of Li yes. on the under Arts and Entertainment and Subcategory Podcast. But you can find all that information easily on our Instagram pages, so go there, or our Facebook page as well, correct? And in the comments below. All right, do you guys have anything else to add? I think I'm good, that was fun. All right, so as usual, I'm gonna say, until next time, remember. Don't